Blog Talk Radio. You love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com Great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. What's poppin', my dirties, my doggies, my homies, my pamps, my hoes? It's your boy, Blazin' Rye. Uh, welcome to Blazin' Rye Backstage. It is Thursday, May 21st, 2015. I'd like to welcome the Sade to my batter and wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan, how are you? I don't need no Robocop. So what it's uh what's what you know well just fuck it what whatever <laughs> you know what's going on man? what is there to live for anymore oh stop it what is, what is <laughs> i just i know you'll be depressed i do it that does not even but... begin to, t- to scrape the cervix of this depressed <laughs> that doesn't even scrape the cervix <laughs> you even sound depressed. You, you, what you're saying is depressing, but you even sound like it's the end of everything. <laughs> I thought about asking <laughs> what you're up to, how you're doing, and but what you know, what does it matter? <laughs> so you're right. I agree. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> so how does it feel? One day after the end of your favorite comedy, your favorite comedian, the end of his long-term tenure as the king of late-night television, how do you feel? He's your hero, he's gone, he's fallen into the the, the depths of unknown mystery, and uh, he's no longer here with us anymore. How, how do you feel about this? <laughs> 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 
I should clarify, he's not dead after all that. I should clarify that. Uh, and I thank you for finally admitting he's the king of late night. I appreciate that. It's, you know, it's a long time coming. Um, and uh, I do not like this horrible new world to which I woke up. You know what? I totally agree with you. I I don't know what's on television anymore. I don't like it. I don't think that either of those two could have been replaced. After Dave leaving, I think it's the end of late night television for me. I just can't watch or stand any of these guys or be loyal to any one of them. They're 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 boring. <laughs> they're, they're, they're no Jay. They're no James. They're just boring. Yeah, it's you know, very... I, I, had, I didn't watch the last episode of you know, Letterman. I'm sorry, but uh, I heard a lot of great things about it. They said it was the most watched episode in the last 20 years of uh, Letterman's show or something like that. It, 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 it did spectacularly. Yeah. it's. I heard it did even better than some primetime shows, uh, which is yeah. rare. Um, so... Uh, it's yeah. It's it. The, the, I, I, boring maybe is is a word. I, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of like the hip hop thing we were talking about. It's just so hard to care about these new. It's you know. Oh, did you hear the new Kendrick? Did you hear the new Drake? It's it's not the same as it was when it was. Do you hear the new J? You hear the new Nas? You right. hear the new M? It's the new Busta. It's not the same, and it's like. Oh, did you see uh, uh, one of the many guys named Jimmy on Late Night last night? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you know? But this is how it feels. And this is from a real nerd perspective. Yes. I don't know if you remember when Superman died in the comics. Yeah, I still have that uh, comic. But he, he, I have that, the you death of Superman. You have that comic. Oh, boy. That, yeah. That makes, I, I like you even more now. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, it's, um, it's at home in New Haven, and I and then I like looked it up on eBay or something how much it, it would go for and stuff, and it was like like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, because everybody has one of them. Yeah, yeah they like I, I, printed I too mean. many of them or something. <laughs> but after Superman died, mm-hmm. um, Superman he was rejuvenated, and they had a whole bunch of comics about he was re- he was reborn. Basically, it's sort of like Buddhists. He was reborn. And uh, he came back in, like, five different forms. And this is how I feel late night has become. Uh, it's just not – you don't have the super titans of late night anymore that you had in Leno and you had in Letterman. As much as you hate Leno, you know, uh, they, they that's what they signified. You have, like, this break-off with these five different personalities, and we have to clamor to find one that we like. But I really don't find any one of those personalities really – Truly all round likable or respectable. <laughs> I hate to say that, but I, I you know, I, I wasn't like a big fan of Letterman, but I respected his talent. He was a, a different personality. He was someone that you could gravitate to every night. And one of these other guys, I just don't think they have it. I really don't. You know, Jimmy Fallon is like a, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm putting the air here on all of them. Jimmy Fallon, I think, is like a, too much of a kiss ass, and I think he relies too much on, um, he, re- he relies too much on like all these little gimmicks, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the sing-offs and all this kind of stuff to 
solid show, which will hit well with the young audience, but I just don't think it's going to be great long term. Colbert, I have a lot of reservations about. If he's just going to do his, uh, you know, typical conservatives, make fun of that kind of thing, it's, it gets boring after a while. It's not going to work on a late night thing. He's going to have to totally remodel himself. I don't know how he's going to do it. Um, <laughs> Kimmel is boring to me. Kimmel is just, he's boring. You know, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him, but he's just got boring. And uh, Conan's okay, but, you know, he's not a powerhouse like I thought he was before. Uh, but, you know, something happened to him when he got kicked off the show by Leno, but he failed. <laughs> I think he failed. <laughs> so I, I, I like Craig Ferguson. I thought he was edgy. I thought he was innovative. And I thought his, he had a personality. Mm-hmm. Whereas these guys, uh, they become really washed, you know, for lack of a better term, whitewashed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but Letterman, you know, and this is coming from not a huge Letterman fan, I miss him already. Yeah. It's not normal. To, yeah, I mean, the year that Late Night with David Letterman started is the year that I was born. So I've only ever known a world where David yeah. Letterman was on Late Night TV. Um yeah. But uh, let me just say something about uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I I don't know how much you know I've ever gotten or will get into his show, um, but there is like no other host who is as as um, uh, obsessed with David Letterman as he is. Right. And Kimmel, uh, I haven't watched it yet, but he gave. I'd seen uh, like a, a thumbnail of the clip where he gives a very tearful farewell to Dave on his show, on Kimmel's show, and he tells people to not watch Jimmy Kimmel live <laughs> on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, and they showed a repeat. They didn't even show a new show. Um, and then also uh, uh, last night, you know, Conan's show on TBS starts at eleven, and at eleven thirty-five. Conan said, okay, it's 11.35, turn us off, switch to Dave. Uh, and and then they were like, we can do whatever we want now. And then they started like destroying the set, and Pat Oswalt was pouring his water out and stuff, and it was funny. Um, but those two guys really uh, paid uh, some nice tributes, and I, as I said, I haven't really watched all of them yet because I was a little busy yesterday. Um, but, uh, oh, fuck. Um but uh, so so there's you know I have respect for that and um, uh, do you know what I did yesterday, John Weeks? What did you do? Did you you didn't cry, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I did. As a matter of fact, but uh, did you really cry? Yes. Uh, but what oh, I did my. yesterday was I I went to the final taping of the Late Show with David Letterman. Oh, my goodness. Um, that is amazing. And I went with my friend Nick Fondoulis. And as I mentioned on the last episode, uh, or on many episodes before, my friend Nick Fondoulis and I have very little in common. He's kind of like you and me. You know, we don't see to eye, eye to eye politically. We don't, you know, we don't... Uh, uh, we don't have certain things in common or anything really, uh, except <laughs> Dave. Uh, and um, our friendship started on August twentieth, two thousand two, 
when we first went to the Late Show with David Letterman, and I took a Benadryl that morning, and I knew not to do it this time because I was, like, zonked out for the rest of the day. Uh, and I remember him dragging us all around the city, and we went to Toys R Us and the Virgin Megastore, and... Uh, we and we met Jim Brewer and all this stuff, and and Robin Williams and James Taylor were the guests, and um, you couldn't ask for a better uh, a better talk show guest than Robin Williams, um, okay. and and that was my first time seeing Dave, and then we've been a few times since then, um, and uh, and and that's where our friendship started, uh, you know, August twentieth, two thousand two, and uh, and so Nick Fondulis and I both went and attended the final late show uh last night and I th- think it was very symbolic of um where our friendship began and where it ended and uh, it ended yesterday after the taping show <laughs> and as we so hugged goodbye <laughs> it's over well, what's you know, what's the point now? Dave's oh, gone. Oh, come on, you gotta be kidding me. You're not all your friends anymore? <laughs> uh, he's he made he made that joke. Well, I hope he was joking at least. But um but basically I am so I don't know about you, but I am fucking tired today. Are you tired today? I'm tired. Yeah, this is a long week. Yeah. And this long weekend is, is it's going to be good, but it's taking forever to get there. Yeah. So something that I kind of forgot about attending the late show with David Letterman is that you do have to kind of your whole day revolves around it if you go to it, and right. you, you you have to get there at we had to get there at like two, but we met a little earlier at one thirty. We took one final picture with Rupert G at the Hello Deli, and the guy who took the picture only took one picture. Who does that? Who only takes one picture? And then he uh, and then he made us wait around trying to take – I was supposed to take the picture, and then, but he had, the, uh, he had the audacity to order something at the Hello Deli, and Rupert was back there stirring the stew or whatever he was doing. And, you know, we didn't order anything. We didn't waste people's time spending money at their shops. I mean, he uh, – and, and Rupert, like, was just stirring the pot of stew the whole time, never got to take uh, the picture. So I said, oh, I'm sorry, man. I just gave him back the, the iPhone 4S he had. And um, I, I – uh, oh, and also before that, when I got to – as soon as I got there, there were people all over the place, uh, like, just waiting outside the doors and stuff and um, trying to catch spot who was going to be on. What was gonna happen? But uh, uh, one of the signs over by the, the door was uh, it was this woman in a late show uh, varsity type uh, letter jacket, and she had a, a sign she was holding up that says "We'll miss you, Jimmy" with an exclamation point. And I thought that was <laughs> thought that was quite funny. Um, and then and I took a picture of her with that, and I asked her permission. I took it, and then other people I creepily took pictures of. There was a, a, a couple that uh, had shirts that said, thanks, Dave, um, not the hashtag, the actual words. And then there were uh, people that there were these real hunky, hunky, like 18 year old uh, hunky guys, white guys. And they had these shirts on said um, something like like North Ohio loves David Letterman. I guess they're from Ohio. And then there were these other shirts that 
uh, said it was the hashtag Dave Don't Go and 520 2015. Um, and, uh, uh, and then, and then Fondulis and I met and we took the picture with Rupert. I had been asking Fondulis if he was going to uh, dress up or not for this and stuff. Because and, and, the first time I went, I wore a, a dress shirt and khakis. And I, I met, got to New York, and Fondulis was wearing a T-shirt and shorts. And I realized I had made a, a, a mistake uh, by dressing up. So then uh, yesterday, I was very perplexed because I knew not to dress up anymore. But I also knew it's the last show. So I'm thinking, okay, let me wear uh, a button-down and jeans, and then I wind up, I start out with with sneakers on, and then I go all the way, I, 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 well, I walk, I, I go to the coffee shop, and I was going to take the train from there, but then I was like, wait a minute, and then I go back home and change into shoes uh, instead of sneakers, and then uh, I, uh, and, and then I'm texting Fondulis, like, are you wearing a, a like a sweater or something, and he said, I, I have a hoodie. So I'm thinking he's going to be pretty casual. When he, right. he he comes up to me, my back is turned to him. I hear, go orange, and I turn around, and it's him reading the words on the back of my Syracuse track jacket that I wore over my button-down. And he comes in in a in – a, in a, he's wearing uh, slacks, green slacks. He has shoes on. <laughs> he's wearing a button-down shirt, also plaid, so it's like, you know, but it's, it's very Kanye kind of chic. And then he right. has – the hoodie he's wearing is very decadent and has this design on the back of it that was very, very decadent, a decadent hoodie. And then I look and see atop his chesticles, he's wearing a bow tie. He wore a bow tie. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, he was wearing a bow tie. And I was like, I can't believe you're wearing the bow tie. And he said, a bow tie? A bow tie. Ah. Yeah, I can't ah, believe you're wearing a bow tie. Yeah, but die, die, and he goes, uh, he goes. Yeah, I realized I had it in my pocket, so I put it on. And I was, I was the whole day. He was like, "Can't believe you're not wearing a bow tie." And I was like, "I was asking you if you were gonna dress up. I can't believe you're wearing a bow tie. The nightmare." Um, and then we go to the 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 um uh we go to check in. Uh, and the most annoying humans were standing behind us. Well, one, one of them. They were brothers. And they immediately started conversating with us. And they were talking about what they did for a living and how they were uh, tech. They were both start, like started tech companies. And, uh, and they just wouldn't – well, the one guy especially wouldn't stop talking about himself. And, um, and then he's like – Hey, you guys want to see something? And and he starts flipping through pictures on his phone, and it's him with all these famous people. Uh, a lot of them had no idea who they were, but some of them were like uh, Derek Jeter and uh, I don't know who else. But they, but he was like name dropping all over the place. And then he uh, he said, "You you want me to tell you about the one one time I felt like Michael Jackson? It was one time I felt like Michael Jackson was when like I was." Going up an escalator, and uh, oh, yeah. because he had a broken finger, and he was like, "Do I look like Michael Jackson when I hold my, hold the peace sign up?" Because uh, he had a splint on his finger, and uh, and I was like, "Yeah, you should uh, get up on the car and uh, do the victory sign." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, the guy goes, 
Um, the one time I felt like Michael Jackson, I was going up an escalator and there were all these like paparazzis around me because there were all these famous people co- going into the event that I was going into. So, you know, I thought that's what I think about when I think. And it was this story that went absolutely nowhere. And it was just this terrible uh, anecdote where he had to discuss how he felt like he was Michael Jackson um, because there were cameras around him. And, uh, and, and I was, I kept turning to Nick, like, we have got to get away from these guys. I cannot, I cannot be around these guys anymore. And then there, oh, and then somebody calls and he, of course, answers his iPhone and he goes, he was like, Julie, how are you, mate? How are you? How are you? Oh yeah. Cheers. Cheers. And he he thinks he's doing a British accent, but he's kind of doing an Australian accent. And then she comes, and 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 I'm thinking that he's doing a British accent because she's British, but she's American, and it made no sense. And and then I I thought they were annoying. This girl was off her rocker. She had this massive white leather bag that you don't bring into you know a show like this. You don't bring a bag like that into that show. And yes. so she, she has this bag, and the bag does not stop hitting my butt ass on the right side where my wallet is, and I could not take it, and I was like, God damn it. I was like clenching my teeth, and Fondue was like, you all right? And I was like, this fucking bag. And uh, <laughs> finally we, like, check in. We get our instructions and stuff, um, and we go uh, to – and that was at 2, 2, 2.30 – and then he really wants a Jamba Juice. And I don't know if you know about Jamba Juice, but David Letterman always says, one makes you angry, two makes you sick. And I guess he wanted to get angry. So we, we went, we try, looked all over the place for a Jamba Juice. We had very limited time. We finally found one on the, on the downstairs of uh, Whole Foods. Um, and uh, the, the employees were very uh, rude and slow. And they were like, uh, and I was like, yeah, could I get a, one of these orange uh, mango duck butter blasts? with soy milk and she was like what what but you want the uh you want the passion though and i was like uh what and she was like you said soy milk you want the passion in it though and i go but it, it, doesn't it come with it like a yogurt or or milk so can't you just do soy milk and she's like but then it still comes with the passion fruit or whatever and i was like just anything with just soy milk and she said, all those with just fruit over there. And I said, all right, I'll just have the mango blast with just the fruit. And and then we, you know, we started drinking those, woke us up a little bit. Fondulas, by the way, took a red eye just to, to get back for this from uh, L.A. Um, and so he had only had two hours of sleep. Yeah. So, um, oh, my God. You guys went all out for this. I can't believe you were able to go see this last show. I mean... Isn't that a dream come true? It was it's fucking crazy. Uh, so <laughs> we we get back to the uh, area where the uh, show is, and um, and we wait in like another line, and uh, we um, are uh, that's when they instructed us to like talk about uh, when they what's the point really. <laughs> What's the point anymore? Well, come on. What is it? Just calm down. There is a point. All right. So then... <laughs> Sorry, suddenly <laughs> I'm in West Side Story. 
Uh, and, and they, they somewhere out there. I um. Okay, so then we get back there and they're talking about uh, trivia, and I'm getting all the answers right, and we're just standing in the lobby, and they're telling us all the rules, and there's a, you know, no uh, photography at all in the theater, no, no wooing, you cannot woo. Um, no wooing noises. You can yell, you can cheer, you can clap, but no woo, which is everybody's <laughs> instinct to woo. Um, but uh, that's I I was prepared for that. Uh, and and then like they always like apparently like uh, seat the audience based on who's like most energetic or whatever. So like so then like when we walk through the door, we just like we're like pumping our arms up and be like yeah, all right and. Uh, and then, and then we we sat like mid orchestra, a little upper, a little little behind uh, the center of the orchestra, um, and uh, and that was pretty cool. Uh, and although most of the times I've been to Letterman, um, there's lots of camera equipment, monitors and stuff in the way. Uh, so so that that happened, of course. Um, but I expected that too, uh, and so. We, um, both, you know, he's, Fondulis is more emotional than I am because I don't know if you've known, but when, when you have very little sleep, don't you find that your emotions are heightened? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, especially your emotions of annoyance and getting angry. And yeah, you get really, uh, sad too. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yes. I don't know about the anger and stuff, but I guess, I guess you're right. Uh, and we uh, uh, we sat there, and Alan Coulter, the um, announcer, uh, the red-haired guy, do you know who that is? You yeah, don't know who that is. I don't. Okay, so he's like, he always does these jokes on the show like as if he's a real creep, and he came out and warmed up the audience <laughs> and really genuinely seemed like a real creepazoid. And he uh, was, he's never been the warm-up guy before. They would usually have, like, a comedian do that, but, but he did it. And, and we had been instructed prior to this, like, the normal instructions of, like, if you think something's funny, uh, it is ten times funnier today. You know, the mics can't hear you smiling. Uh, laugh now. Think about it later. And then, like, Alan comes up there, and he's like, if you want to stand when somebody comes out, then stand up. If you don't, then don't. If you want to clap, <laughs> if you want to um, laugh, laugh. If you don't want to laugh, then don't. If you want to applaud, applaud. If you don't, well, then go to hell. And it was, it was very, is this crazy? And then he was like, now, Dave, Dave does not like ugly people. And sir... You back there in the in the structure, would you mind leaving? And uh, <laughs> you know, he, and he was just going around like <laughs> terrorizing the audience, but in a very very funny uh, way. And uh, I, I wish that he warmed the crowd up every time. He was fantastic. Um, and then he introduced for the last time the CBS Orchestra, <clears throat> and they came out and started playing a song. And um. And then he eventually introduced the maestro, Paul Schaefer. Um, now, we are giving standing ovations for, like, everyone at this point. We stood up for Alan, the announcer. We stood up for uh, Paul and the band. 
I mean, I think we stood up from the first from the first uh, bandmate announced, who I believe was no, uh, it, was, it was it was like Sid McGinnis or Will Lee, was, um, and, we, and we stood up for that. We stood up for Paul, and then the band played a little bit, and then um, uh, and then eventually he goes uh, uh, and please welcome David Letterman, and Dave ran out, you know, no jacket on as he's wont to do when he's not on camera and he just has the shirt and tie and pants and um, shoes and socks. And he uh, uh, starts, like, uh, twirling the microphone around and dragging it as if he's walking a dog and doing all the stuff that, that he he does um, during those warm-ups. And that's that's kind of the time when he gets to know the crowd and he asks, anybody have any questions? Oh. And a bunch of hands went up. And there's this one dickhead to like down uh, down orchestra right who just started yelling like Dave 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 and he goes all right God, Jesus, settle down set calm down it's not an auction and um so you were instructed there's a lot of rules at the late show and one of the rules is is do ask questions about the show do not ask personal questions and the first lady that gets up asks. Um, uh, she said, so I'm from like St. Martin or St. Thomas or something. And I, and I heard that you used to do turtle races down there. And I was just wondering if that's true. And Dave was like, so infuriated by that question. And he was just like, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he went to the next question. And the next question was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it's something even more ridiculous. And, and he goes, well, we're two questions in and we're already off to a great start. Um, and then somebody asked him about, do you think the Rangers are going to win tonight? He said, oh, yeah. He went on about how great hockey is. Um, and so that question he liked. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, he said he, he appreciated us coming out. And then he went um, backstage. Oh, and Dave and also Alan said, you know, tonight for the show, we're going to do a cold open. So we're not going to do the normal thing. So just uh, it's about, and Dave said it's about 28 seconds. And then we'll start the thing and, and you know, with the music and the theme. And, and then he went off stage and um, the lights went down. And then the first. Uh, the, o- the cold open was the uh, first Gerald Ford saying our long national nightmare is over, and then um, <laughs> and and then it was uh, George H. Uh, w. Bush said our long national nightmare is over, and then it was uh, it was B- Bill Clinton. And he went our long national nightmare is over, and then it was. Uh, George W. Bush, and he said, our long national nightmare is over. And then it was President Obama, and he said, our long national nightmare is over. David Letterman is retiring. And then Dave goes uh, and stands up next to him in the clip, and he goes, hey, uh, hey you're, you're just kidding, right? And then Obama gave like a shrug, like, eh. And then they started the theme, and uh, Alan Coulter said, Tonight, a special top ten list and Foo Fighters. 
And, you know, it was all kept very under wraps. So we didn't know who was going to be on or anything uh, until right. then. And um, and I think that's a good point to pause because where the hell is the wizard? Where is the wizard? Maine. I don't know, Maine. Let's uh, let's message him on the Facebook. Okay, I I do want to say that at some points uh, you have been going in and out. Uh, oh you know, shit! Really? Yes, I I didn't want to you know interrupt you, but yeah, it's, it's not bad because it comes back. But it does go in and out. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, that fucking sucks. This might be the most important show of my life, Weeks. I know. I know. I know. All right. I, well, I wanted to tell you, but I didn't, didn't want to interrupt. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Weeks. Here we go. Oh, for Like they were looking at a giant, you know, 
like, like a train wreck on a giant monitor on the stage. <laughs> can, can you guys hear me now? What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so Con- well, Kanye, and who's your sec? God damn it, Weeks. And who's your second hot mess, sire? Well, my my second, I think, will have to also be my third because I may not be able to get. <laughs> get through this. Did you hear me? <laughs> Apparently, there was some woman. <laughs> there was some woman that 15 minutes into a flight from London <laughs> from London to Dubai. He took such an awful crap in the crap. <laughs> the passengers started complaining, and the pilot finally came up and said that due to a fluid fecal excrement, <laughs> due to a fluid fecal excrement, <laughs> they were turning the plane. <laughs>
uh, 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 the sire, the wizard, and uh, John Weeks and uh, and and I, we we joke each other off. So I'm going to begin it, and then the wizard will continue, followed by Weeks and so forth. So here we go, Bob. A judge has sentenced an Indiana man to 100 years in prison after DNA on a victim's shirt links him to a 1979 slaying. I'm just glad they handled this one quickly. (laughs) Waka waka. (laughs) A 29-year-old Florida burglar, Timothy Bungranger. What? (laughs) What? Ranger. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god Timothy Buck Rager was arrested Saturday morning after a homeowner woke up to find him sitting on her couch Butt Rager more like couch stranger running around running on empty running the house Quite possibly the hardest fucking song to sing by oneself I have ever heard. Oh, you did great. And I don't think it's butt rage. Have you been saying butt rage? That should wake up on my couch, baby. Mr. Butt Rager. Might wake up in your couch. Ooh. That'd be my cooch. <laughs> I don't know where you sit. Not on my cooch. Here, have a seat on my cooch. <laughs> Bust the cooch. It's a two-seater. Twenty-five-year-old <laughs> uh-huh. George. Twenty-five-year-old Georgia math teacher Quentin Wright has been arrested after allowing middle school students to have sex in his classroom storage closet. Yeah, Quentin Wright. We're like Quentin wrong. Gross, bro. Damn. <laughs> I wish I'd had him as a teacher when I was in school. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I put that yeah in there. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you just had a stroke in the middle of that joke. Yeah. yeah. Now was Timothy yeah. Butt Ranger in there too? Butt Ranger's in the closet with the students. Yeah, sitting on her cooch. An elderly man was attacked by his girlfriend, Bonnie Sue Treaster, with a hacksaw. She grabbed the hacksaw and tried pulling down his pants. It's just that these damn trendy skinny jeans are so hard to take off. Leah Remini revealed to Oprah this week the moment that made her question her dedication to Scientology. Two words Adele Dazim. A photo of Manchester woman. Lisa Royal's dimpled breast has gone viral. Dimpled breast? Isn't that what screwed up the damn boats in Florida in 2000? That's right. <laughs> That's right. And hanging gonads. <laughs> hanging gonads. Hey, gonads. Hey, now. <laughs> now, 
Now, bear with me, because I tried to get through this one, and I still think something's wonky with this, but I'll read it as a (laughs) (laughs) New service, Amazon Choice, will make your purchasing decisions for you. If you suggest Mm -hmm. size toothpaste, then it will could which brand. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Hold on. What is it? Man, oh man, I really hope it doesn't send me a like new flashlight. <laughs> now, would that be an already used chamber for one's woo-ha? Yes, exactly. A flashlight. <laughs> and let me um, just say that I, I, I told you weeks that I was tired earlier. Apparently, it really affected my writing because <laughs> I uh, I was writing these jokes like a redneck, apparently. If you suggest buys two days win, it will could which round. <laughs> if you suggest buys two days, then it will could which round. Oh man, oh man! Oh, I I used to could use that flashlight, but I'm gonna put it up on Amazon. Amazon oh, Choice. Oh, oh man! I used to could use that thing, but I don't like using that thing anymore. It's got. And you don't stuff. need no lubricant because she's already greased up and ready to go. <laughs> I'm gonna head on over to the family reunion see if I can meet a nice lady. She got funk from last night all up in her still. <laughs> Aspen, Colorado man Charles Abbott brought a stuffed owl to court to serve as his defense attorney while contesting charges that he violated in order of protection the owl didn't get the man off but the man sure got off when it was all over <laughs> Chris Christie told a town hall meeting this week, you can't enjoy your civil liberties if you're in a coffin. He then said, you also can't enjoy Twinkies, Ho-Hos, Ding-Dongs, Doritos, or pie. Or pie. (laughs) What kind of pie? Coochie pie? Bust a cooch pie. Gucci pie. Nope, that's when a flashlight comes in real handy. <laughs> For the cooch pie. For the cooch pie. Ooh, Dr. Phil delivered a story about a woman named Megan whose friends <laughs> shaved their heads after learning she had cancer to then find out that she was lying. After shaving their heads, the woman yelled, Gotcha! Ain't nobody got a hand for that. (laughs) Taking quite an unfunny uh, punchline and and just making it into something wonderful. That is the wizard for you. Why, thank you. That's talent. That's talent. I wrecked him so it is. (laughs) I wrecked him so. Miami's Downtown Development Authority constructed a poop map that detailed how much urine and feces actually fills the city's downtown streets 
while using data from a sanitation worker's eight-hour shift last Friday and dumping smiley poop emojis <laughs> along the blocks where human excrement was found. No wonder why I had such a shitty time in Miami. Is fluid fecal excrement? Poop map. And the sanitation worker had an eight-hour shift last Friday? <laughs> no, shift. Shit. He had an eight-hour shift of dealing with shit. 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 We're on the same page, right? Shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Frog protection. Yeah. Frog. Fraud protection. Fraud. Frog protection. Frog. Yes. Frog. We're totally on the same page. Yes. He had an eight-hour shit. Yes. Of the fluid fecal excrement variety. A 30-year-old Michigan man who is accused of waterboarding a 5-year-old who ripped his backpack. Andrea Yates commented, Now why in the hell didn't I think of that? (laughs) As the sound of bubbles were heard. (laughs) Tiny bubbles. In the wine. <laughs> a recent study shows that the GOP's supporters are dying. Hello? <laughs> hello? Weeks? Weeks? Are you. Hello? Weeks, are you there? I guess he died. No matter how you figure, you can pull my finger. <laughs> so, um, after, I just want to, I guess, uh, get both of your reactions to this. After the uh, late show taping yesterday, we Nick Fondulis and I walked out of the theater with um, tears in our eyes. And a guy from uh, WCBS Radio uh, interviewed us, and I thought Fondulis had like said all these eloquent things about you know feeling like he had known Dave, like even though he never met him, and just being it, you know, it felt like a friend, even though he wasn't. He was saying all these great things, but they didn't use what he said; they used what I said, which is kind of ridiculous. And I just want to play this for you guys and get your reaction. Sure. WCBS News Time, 6.03. Millions of people watched David Letterman bid farewell to television last night, but a few select people were able to do it in person at the Ed Sullivan Theater, giving him a standing ovation. Okay. They've tried to keep things light, and he made sure to make fun of himself. I'll be honest with you. It's beginning to look like I'm not going to get the Tonight Show. I don't think so. Star-studded lineup of celebrities included Peyton Manning, Jerry Seinfeld, and Jim Carrey, stopping by for a top ten list of things I've always wanted to say to Dave. Bill Murray delivered number one. I'll never have the money I owe you. Oh, no. WCBS reporter Peter Haskell caught up with some of those in the audience. For many fans here at the finale, this is personal. I got really emotional when Dave said goodbye. Ryan Holmes feels a connection. When I think something's really funny, uh, I do the like a high-pitched hyena laugh, and Dave's the only one that gets me to do that. Dan Farrelly agreed. It was outstanding, bittersweet. I'm so sad to see him go. Many here say the top ten list was their favorite part. 
In Midtown, Peter Henskel, WCBN's News Radio 880. The show ran an extra 17 minutes, so for those who set their DVRs without extending the recording time and missed Dave's farewell words, we'll play those for you coming up at 6.30. WCBS News Time 6.04. The U- so. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, they have me talking about my hyena laugh, you know? <laughs> First off, I want to meet that announcer, Peter Haskell. What an interesting voice he had. <laughs> it was a great voice, huh? He didn't and sound... second, it like... just proves that unlike Nick Fondoulis, you have a face for radio. <laughs> I am... My feelings... My feelings are hurt by that comment. <laughs> no, you were gorgeous in your prom photo. What are you talking about? And you went out with a bitch with some real bubble bags? Hello? <laughs> yeah, Damn. Yeah. yeah, that's when I was fly. 18. She was gorgeous. I remember one time Julian Mosley said to me, Ryan, look at Kathy. Whoa! And he ran all the way around the seats in the theater uh, that we were in. Uh, and that's the girl, Kathy, because she was banging. Yep. <laughs> just, just you weren't banging her. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did only get two hours of sleep that night, and then had to wake up to play the, the the in the states the next day. And I won my first match, and then uh, the next week I lost the second match. But man, what a time! What a time! Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm sixty. All right, sorry. Have a good night, man. Thank you. Good night, Tom Boy, that comment really hurts, saying, unlike Nick Fondulis, you have a face for radio. Stop it. <laughs> All right, I like so, the, uh, the hyena yeah. laugh. <laughs> what, a, what an odd thing to include. I'm I'm honored to be uh, included in that, though. Um, that's amazing. That's, is that something that, that will go down in history? I mean, you should be so happy. This is, you, you, you were able to remark on Dave's last show. On the news. It's amazing. <laughs> Come on, it's huge. That's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> Very good okay. job. I like, so, to, I like to hear hyena laugh. Everyone will know you for your hyena laugh now. <laughs> it kind of so- sounded like I was like, it sounded like I was angry or something when I, when I was, but apparently. No, no, it sounded like you were like a little kid, you know. You were like yeah. ex- excited. I was emotional. Um, so, yeah. W- so yeah. So we go into the 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 the, the where where were we in the story? The last thing that happened was uh, oh yeah, the presidents, and then and then they did the opening, Foo Fighters, yep. and then um, and then Dave came out, um, standing ovation, huge ovation. Uh, obviously, he did the monologue, um, and um, and then I really love what they've been doing this week because. It's like they've been taking my favorite things in the show and putting them on. Uh, so on Tuesday night, they showed when Rupert used to go around and Dave told him what to say from the van and he used to go around bothering people. And that still to this day is the funniest thing I've ever seen on television. I've never laughed harder. I will never laugh harder. Um, and uh, and, uh, and and they talked about how they had to stop doing that because they got a knife pulled on them and stuff. So they had to stop that. Um, but... Uh, 
Oh, and then they showed all of it, and then afterwards Dave was like, you must have been very uncomfortable doing that. That was awful, wasn't it? And Rupert was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was uncomfortable. Um, and uh, and then last night they showed uh, Dave with kids, and he's so funny with interacting with kids. Uh, and then after they came back from that break, they did the uh, top ten list. Oh, he also said something about Stephen Colbert, wishing him success and stuff and uh, to his staff and everything. Um, and then he said, uh, uh, we're going to do a special top 10 list tonight, or, you know, what a good category for the top 10 list. And he said, top 10 things I've always wanted to say to Dave. And the people that presented the top 10 list were frequent visitors of the show. So the people that came out on that stage last night uh, during the top 10 list were Alec Baldwin, uh, Barbara Walters, Steve Martin, um, Jerry Seinfeld, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Chris Rock, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting two. Um, Do you know? Regis? No. no. Oh, Bill Murray, obviously. <laughs> and um, let me just look look it up so I don't forget anyone here. Uh, uh, let me just look. Let me just look this up here. Let me look at this. Let me look at that. Oh, oh, obviously Tina, Tina Fey. I'm forgetting Tina Fey. So oh, yeah. Alec, Alec Baldwin, Barbara Walters, Steve Martin, Jerry Seinfeld, Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Peyton Manning, Tina Fey, Bill Murray. Um, and it was uh, that was pretty amazing. And uh, Jerry was in a tuck, so Dave said, I, "I have a feeling Jerry has benefit later." Uh, and um, oh man, uh, it was. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's was so funny, and it was after Seinfeld went. Can I spoil it for you? Can I tell you what she said? Yeah, oh, yeah. She said, she came out, and it was number four, and she said, thanks for letting me take part in another hugely disappointing series finale. And, uh, <laughs> and then they showed Jerry's face, and he's like, really? And it was so funny. Um, so, so funny. Oh, and Chris Rock said, like, I'm just glad your show is being given to another white guy. And Dave said, I had nothing to do with that. And then when Julie Louis-Dreyfus said her joke, Dave said, I had nothing to do with that either. And it was great. Um, so, uh, then, um, you know, they, they came back from, uh, break and said, uh, something like, oh, it was back in 1976, uh, uh, and and then they had to reshoot that because he meant ninety six, but that the first time it was funnier. So anyway, I'm getting <laughs> off track. Uh, so and then Dave had this uh, um, said a very very long, uh, not a long, but very um, uh, heartfelt goodbye to his staff and his family who was in the audience and stuff. And uh, Dave's son Harry brought his friend. And Dave said, and before the show, Harry said uh, he wanted me to call out his friend Tommy Roboto right there. And then, like, the audience clapped for this random kid, you know, <laughs> that was actually better dressed than Dave's kid. Uh, and um, and he was just sitting there, like, smiling, embarrassed. And then uh, and, and Dave said, you know, I, I thank you for being my family. I look at you, uh, Regina and Harry, and then that's that's all that really matters, isn't it? It was very sweet. And um and then they they went to another break, and Paul and the band played this song that must have lasted 10 minutes, maybe over, as Foo Fighters were setting up. 
And keep in mind, there were no announcements of any of the guests, anyone who was going to be there before this show. So it was all surprises, including Foo Fighters. Um, and so as Foo Fighters is setting up, uh, they play like this ridiculously long song, which was really uh, wonderful. And um, and then they uh, uh, Dave um, said uh, his final uh, words, and he said, um, you know, when when Foo Fighters uh, <clears throat> he he said he had the uh, open heart surgery, and the producer of the show at the time asked, uh, "Who is there? Anyone special you want to get on the show?" Um, for your first show back, and Dave said, well, I, I would w- like Foo Fighters, and I would like them to do this song that's helped me through my recovery from the surgery, and um, Sheila Rogers, I think her name was, and Sheila Rogers said, uh, well, okay, it could be problematic, but let me talk to to their people and see what, what happened, what's going to happen, so she what? goes and talks to them, and then she comes back to me and says, well, Dave, you know, th- there's uh, a bit of an issue, um, the night that you come back, they'll actually be touring in South Africa. And Dave said, oh, all right. And then she said, but it's okay. They canceled the tour. Oh, my God. Are you and, serious? <laughs> yeah. And then we, and that's when I lost it, bro. That is when I just started bawling. Um, and That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, and Dave said, and thankfully we've been joined by the hip ever since, and he thanked Foo Fighters. They waved back to him, um, and uh, and then Dave said his final good night. And during the Foo Fighters song, um, they rolled a montage of, and I didn't even realize it at the time until I watched it again last night. It was it started off with the NBC years. And then you had Calvert DeForest, well, who was known as Larry Bud Melman at NBC, but then he had to go by Calvert DeForest at CBS because of copyright stuff. Uh, and they had him saying, this is CBS. So they went from the transition from NBC to CBS. Foo Fighters are playing this song. I don't know the name of the song, but it was a great song. Um, and, uh, I think we're talking about uh, Everlong. I read an article Everlong, about right. it, yeah. Yes, 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 you're right. Um, I learned that in the elevator today. Uh, and, um, I, and, and that's when I was just losing it, uh, just, just yeah. crying and, and, um, uh, Fondulis, his eyes you were like, you over there? You really cried? Yes, absolutely. It, it was when he said the thing about them canceling the tour in South Africa, that's when I lost it. And then I was wondering the whole yeah. time when I was going to tear up. I was like, Fondulis is getting all the tears. When am I going to have some tears here? <laughs> And uh, I finally teared up um, then, and then, and they finished the song. We gave a standing ovation, um, and uh, uh, we all stayed on our feet. Dave came back out and said a final, uh, he said, like, uh, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it, you being here, and uh, there's nothing more to say than good night again. And and, uh, and that was it, and he walked off, and then... Um, other people were like getting on the stage, like coming back on stage, like Seinfeld and Chris Rock were talking and laughing. And I saw oh. Jim, Jim Carrey, uh, was up there and, um, you know, uh, I don't know where Dave was during that time. I don't think he was still on stage, but I've never been in, a, in an audience where so many people just stood and stared after a show was done. And we were just standing there staring at the stage yeah. for like 10 minutes, um, 
just staring, not knowing what to do, where to go, what you know, it, it was just the finality yeah. of it felt awful. And um, then we walked outside, and that guy with the voice interviewed us, although he didn't sound that crazy at the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we had no clue what to do with our lives, with ourselves, with anything. And so I was like, I'll walk you up to where, you know, he was staying at a hotel for uh, various reasons. So I said, I'll walk you up, you know, I'll, I'll start walking with you up there. And then we get to the right. train. Um, and then uh, I said, like, listen, I can go down to the train or I can just, I can stand here for a while longer because we already been standing there. And he was like, you know, I'm fine to stand. I'm, and then eventually I was just like, all right, I, I think that's, you know, uh, it's cold. I'm going to go. And then, and then I, I, and then as I'm, we hug each other goodbye. And I said, I, as I'm walking on the train, I turned to him and I said, and you know, all right. And and that's all I said. And he laughed. And uh, uh, and, then, and then and then I took the train home. And I was like, I don't know if I can sit through that another time today. It's so emotional. I'm so tired. Um, but of course, I could not miss the final 1135 showing of the late show with David Letterman. And then when it was over last night, I, I, and I changed the channel to, from that awful James Corden to that awful Seth Meyers. When I turned to Seth Meyers, uh, I was, I, he was in the middle of an interview. I realized, Oh wow. Dave's show went so late. And that's the first time, you know, that that's really happened where it went 17 minutes over. Um, but, um, and I'm sure that like messes up all the advertisers and everything or something. But, uh, you know, right. for Dave, for Dave, they did it for Dave, and um, oh, I forgot to mention before the show, uh, Dave uh, brought out Les Moonves, the president of CBS, and said, uh, and said like this man has been nothing but patient with me. He could have fired me dozens of times. He did not, um, and uh, and I just wanted to say a thank you to to him. And then and, and he goes, now get the hell out of here, and uh, <laughs> and also when. When Les Moonves came out, we all stood up, and he said, oh, you're standing for him? Come on. So it was weird. Like, Dave was, like, praising him while insulting him at the same time. Um, but uh, it was a day I will never forget. I am looking at the yellow ticket right now. Um, it took me until today when my wrist was, like, itching to take the wristband off. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was it – was, um, you know, witnessed a part of history, uh, a part that I right. am certainly not ready for, and I woke up this morning to a brand new world I dislike. <laughs> That's the best line of all time. I woke up to a brand new world I dislike. <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing story, my friend. I, uh, I, I, I'm happy you told it. I, I'm happy you went and I'm happy you, you had a chance to go and you saw your hero. You know, that's the only thing that I would have changed tonight. I think the Foo Fighters should have played There Goes My Hero at the end of the uh, the show. I mean, that's a great song, too. <laughs> that would have uh, been you know, probably but, a little too cheesy. Yeah, that might have been a little cheesy. But uh, that's uh, it is the end of an era and uh, sad sad time whenever anything ends and I think uh, they will be missed and uh, he, he already is in a way you know for me you know he, it's that familiarity of uh, somebody being on TV and you know being that stone uh, you know on TV and always doing what he does best and uh, he is a legend for sure and uh, it, it's disappointing I mean I, 
you know, it's it's you can always say, oh, he's got to go, just you know, make way for the new guys. But I think he was one of the better ones, and uh, it's kind of disappointing whatever that that's over with, you know. But you know, it doesn't mean he's dead. He'll, he'll always be around, and uh, you always have those memories. And I'm happy one day because this is going to be a, a real memory for you, you know. And uh, I just want to. Uh edit your comment about one of the better ones and quote Jimmy Kimmel by saying, David Letterman is the best there is and ever was. <laughs> um, All right, I'll let you have that one. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> in return. I, Jimmy is boring. He's so boring. <laughs> no, I'll get you to like him. If I, I'll send you the clip of him when they had... He had these guys go over and paint his Aunt Chippy's house orange, and it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I do like certain skits. I like the skit where, uh, like, during Christmas, they, have this, they give crappy gifts to kids. I like that. Those, those couple <laughs> skits I, I do like. Or when they, they read the mean tweets. I think that's Jimmy uh, that's, Kimmel. Right? That sounds like Fallon, the tweets. Oh, okay. All right. You, you might be right. Uh, I don't know. No, he's, 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 he's okay. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Um, so what's your favorite scene in She's the Main Man? Okay. Yeah, I say we're seeing in She's the Main Man, but you're made of Bane's Main. It's got to be when Amanda Bane's plays both this uh, guard and this escaped convict oh, God. on this island. I think I might have done this before, but I really <laughs> like this quote. So I'll do it again. <laughs> okay, and uh, he catches the convict, you know, as the convict's trying to run away. Um, and so it begins with the warden, and uh, Amanda Bates just knocks it out of the park again. <laughs> Did you enjoy God's latest gift? What? God's gift? Your violence? When I came downstairs in my home and I saw that tree in my living room, it reached out for me like a div- divine hand. God loves violence. I, uh, I I hadn't noticed. Sure you have. Why else would there be so much of it? It's in us. It's what we are. We wage war. We burn sacrifices. And we pillage and plunder and tear at the flesh of our brothers. And why? Because God gave us violence to wage in his honor. I thought God gave us moral order. There's no moral order as pure as this storm. There's no moral order at all. There's just this. Can my violence conquer yours? And I know you're as violent as they come. I know this because I'm as violent as they come. If the constraints of society were lifted, and I was all that stood between you and a meal, you would crack my skull open with a rock and eat my meaty parts, wouldn't you? That, that's my favorite scene that she's a main maid. She's your maid of bad yeah. rain. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Is that what is is that the Green Mile or something? That's very close. It's uh, uh, Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next guess was uh well my next was Shawshank and then my next was a DiCaprio movie and I guess it would have they're, been Shutter they're Island. They're very similar. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's that was that's one of my favorite movies, Shutter Island. Really, I I didn't think it because I remember turning it off halfway through, not thinking it was too great. It, well, it's. It's very psychological. It's very uh, slow moving, uh, but the ending is the best. You gotta watch it till the end, man. You watch mm. the end. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> hope maybe it'll. Pick... 
I think the last time I uh, watched that was on DVD, so it won't automatically pick up where I left off on the Netflix. The Netflix. Yeah, That's I think the I had the, the the Bataille. I think I had the Netflix disc. Uh, you know, the DVD back when DVD. God, DVD is so infuriating. Um, okay, so my favorite scene, and she's a man with a mighty brain's man, is from a, a movie called uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> colon. Sineg. Sindoc, New York? Wait. Synecdoche, New York. That's what it is. And. And I've actually never seen this movie, nor do I know what I'm about to read. <laughs> but it's a minister. Amanda Baines plays an actor playing a priest at a staged funeral delivering a eulogy in which she describes how most human beings spend their time uh, basically being miserable, dead, or not yet born. Uh, here it is. Everything is more complicated than you think. You only see a tenth of what is true. There are a million little strings attached to every choice you make. You can destroy your life every time you choose. But maybe you won't know for 20 years. And you may never ever trace it to its source. And you only get one chance to play it out. Just try to figure out your own divorce. And they say there is no fate, but there is. It's what you create. And even though the world goes on for eons and eons, you are only here for a fraction of a fraction of a second. Most of your time is being spent dead or not yet born. But while alive, you wait in vain, wasting years for a phone call or a letter or a look from someone or something to make it all right. And it never comes or seems to but it doesn't really. And so you spend your time in vague regret or vaguer hope that something good will come along, something to make you feel connected, something to make you feel whole, something to make you feel loved. And the truth is, I feel so angry. And the truth is, I feel so fucking sad. And the truth is, I've felt so fucking hurt for so fucking long and for just as long I've been pretending I'm okay just to get along, just for, I don't know why. Maybe because no one wants to hear about my misery because they have their own. Well, fuck everybody, amen. And that's my favorite scene, and she's the main one with a made of brains, man. Wow. Yes, yes. That was powerful. Yes, yes it was. was. Yeah, that was yes. really powerful. Yes. I liked it. Excellent job. Excellent. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. So, I I I I just wanted to uh uh say uh uh if if it ain't showbiz, it ain't uh uh what do I say? If it ain't sh if it ain't showbiz, then it must be a business. What the hell do I say? See, I don't know how to function so in this new world. I know, I know, dude. You sound off kilter. You just—you sound like you've been crying all day. Have you been crying today? I cried at my therapist. Okay, you, it sounds like you—you've had a rough day, my friend. You've had I don't a know bad day. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um. 
Okay, and uh, tonight's category, uh, I have in my hand the top ten list from uh, the home office in Wahoo, Nebraska. Uh, I need you to count them down. Um, the, the category tonight is top ten favorite numbers from one to ten. Okay, the cat's okay. category, top ten favorite numbers from one to ten. And uh, John Weeks, start us off. It's the uh, top ten with David Letterman, number ten. 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 <laughs> now you say number nine. <laughs> number nine. Nine. Number eight. Six. <laughs> Seven. Five. Number six. Eight. Five. One. Number four. Number four is four. Three. Three. Number two. Seven. Number one. Two. And do me a favor, close up the thing. And that's the top ten with David Letterman for tonight. All right, that's what I meant to do last week, but I couldn't find the thing. Um, okay, uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martyr. <laughs> and if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking bitch? <laughs> You're going to dress her up. She did last show. You're going to get arrested because it was the night that comedy died. And you were yeah. playing for murder. But you're gonna you're gonna be all right because you you bring a stuffed owl at your uh, council. You're gonna lose because you go to jail. But at least you have that owl to go screw that night. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Amen. <laughs>